It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good news, Cougar fans. You can start making your travel plans for 2024, 2025, 2026, and even 2027 when it comes to the Big 12 conference games you might be interested in going to. BYU learned what they'll be playing in terms of their home and away slate for the next four years. We're talking about that, breaking it down, and also talking about BYU basketball playing their lone exhibition of the season. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. They've been working with us for a couple of weeks now. The best part about Prize Picks is they want to make it easy for you guys to have fun with the daily fantasy sports uh, sphere. So check it out, my friends. That's da- it's Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We'll tell you a little bit more about them as the show progresses, but let's talk about BYU and their Big 12 schedule matrix that was released as part of the bigger picture for the Big 12 over the next four football seasons. Now, we have seen the Big 10, the ACC, the SEC, they've all done this where they lay out years in advance who their member schools are going to play home and away in conference play. Now, Is it a perfect science by any degree? No, but you try and do the best you can. And the Big 12 did announce that the way they had broken this down, I talked about this on Tuesday having a conversation with somebody, that it was going to be more regional than anything else for BYU and the other schools out here in the Western contingent of the Big 12. But there is still going to be an element where all of the member schools, all 16 of the member schools in the Big 12 beginning in 2024, would play each other on a pretty regular basis. So, as it stands, uh, there are four protected rivalries, and the University of Utah and BYU uh, rivalry game, the Holy War, as many of you call it, uh, has been locked in as one of those four protected rivalry games. It'll be played all four years, home and away. BYU will play the first rendition of that in the Big 12 era, up at Rice Eccles Stadium next season. I am fully expecting that to be Thanksgiving weekend, as it should be, and uh, heretofore and thereafter should always uh, be on that weekend, so long as these two are in the same conference. And even, I thought, before, they were uh, when they were separate, I thought it should have been that weekend, but nonetheless, uh, powers that be decided it was going to be played elsewhere. But uh, the nice part is that we have played all four years. Now, you will also see uh, some of these opponents three times. I'm going to throw up a graphic here of year-by-year year of the home-and-away schedule for BYU moment but you're going to see Arizona and Arizona State on a fairly regular basis if you're a BYU fan. And then randomly, of all of all the teams out there, UCF, BYU, and three of the seasons of the four that were released yesterday, will see the Knights and they'll travel to UCF twice in that with the Knights coming west to Provo one time. And I'm not saying I'm a conspiracy theorist, but uh, I have some thought that Disney World and airline uh, people were like, hey, there's this uh, these schools in Utah, because Utah's doing the same thing uh, in terms of traveling to UCF. Hey, if you want to send them to Orlando, we'd appreciate that. So uh, it's my little conspiracy theory. That's why UCF is a regular on BYU schedule. Let's take a first look at the 2024 slate for BYU. Uh, I'm going to throw this up on YouTube. If you're watching, you'll see the graphic. But uh, the home slate will be five home games for BYU. That was 
expected as we had talked on our Tuesday edition of the podcast about the fact that SMU had joined the schedules in away game for BYU in addition to the away game at Wyoming and also the lone home game during the 2026 season, being against Southern Illinois in the season opener. Well, that's because you have five conference home games. Uh, This will rotate on an annual basis. This year, BYU plays five conference road games versus having the four home games. The home games in 2024 include Arizona, Houston, Oklahoma State, Kansas, and Kansas State. I think it's a fairly stout home slate. Uh, They have got some very, very good teams. Kansas State seems to be one of the class programs of what will be the revamped Big 12 moving forward. They very much looked apart right now. They did win the the Big 12 title a year ago. As many of you might recall in the Big 12 championship, they did beat TCU. But then the away opponents in 2024 include Utah, Arizona State, Baylor, and their first trip, speaking of BYU's first trip uh, as a Big 12 member to UCF. So I think it's a fairly attractive schedule. I'm not going to lie. You look at the the way it lays out. I think BYU is going to have some very, very nice home games. Kansas State and Kansas obviously coming to Provo in the same year is an intriguing one. Oklahoma State, if Mike Gundy continues to do what he's doing at Oklahoma State, that's a great game. Arizona's frisky with Jed Fish, obviously leading the way down there. And then Houston, we'll see how long it takes them to get up to speed, but uh, some pretty uh, uh, intriguing uh, matchups, obviously, on all of those home-wise. And then you go to Utah and Arizona State. Those are easy trips, obviously. Baylor, obviously, they had the back and forth in the two years leading up to being members of the Big 12 Conference with the Bears. And then, as I mentioned, Disney World, Orlando, uh, is obviously going to be a part of the calculus for BYU in 2024. Now, in 2024, 2025. Let's throw that up there. Home games include Utah, TCU, West Virginia, and uh, UCF uh, coming to Provo when you revert back to having the four conference home games. Uh, I I like this. I think TCU has got a lot of intrigue as a potential rival for BYU, uh, hearkening back to their days in the Mountain West together. But then your road games include Arizona, uh, Colorado, Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Cincinnati. So uh, you're making some return trips of games that will be played as home games this year, most notably Iowa State, Texas Tech, and Cincinnati. But then you do uh, go to Colorado for the first time in quite some time. I'm not even sure if BYU's ever played at CU Boulder, uh, but then you also have Arizona making a return trip uh, that year, and then 2026 you have Arizona coming back to Provo. It'll be the third straight year you'll f- face the Wildcats. Arizona State does make a trip to Provo that season as well along with Baylor, Iowa State, and Cincinnati. Then you have the University of Utah on the road at TCU, at Kansas, and once again, back to Orlando and UCF. So, uh, I, I think that the way they've stratified this and tried to lay out the schedule, they talked about wanting to have competitive competitive balance, uh, taking care of regional rivalries, and obviously they want to have eyeballs on these games, having the best matchups possible. Well, here's the thing. Year to year, it feels like in the NIL era and transfer portal, uh, you could see teams really rise and fall depending on how they hit in terms of the guys they bring into their program. So that's kind of the intriguing part of all this. And then finally in 2027, you're home against Utah. Colorado makes uh, their lone trip to Provo in these four years that uh, that season as well. Texas Tech comes back uh, to BYU. Then you Kansas is at home as well. You go to Arizona State, go to Houston, go to Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and then obviously West Virginia on the road. So uh, I think this, all things considered, I think they did a good job laying out the schedule with not necessarily super extensive travel for BYU. It feels like they average one uh, low, one long road trip uh, every single year. Obviously, West Virginia in 2027. You go to UCF in 2026. The long trip in uh, 2025 seems to be the the exception, you can count Cincinnati if you want, or Iowa State. Those aren't necessarily uh, 
complete to the East Coast. I know Cincinnati is on Eastern time, so I guess that counts. Then obviously next season it'll go to UCF. So uh, overall, I, I think that BYU is going to have a very stout schedule. The nice part is you know if you're a Cougar fan out there, my wife's a Disney fan, trust me, she's already talking about uh, making two trips to Orlando when BYU plays at UCF. If you've been hoping to go and see uh, Baylor, you're hoping to go see Kansas State or Colorado, no matter who it is in the conference, well, you now know when you can plan for that, what year you can plan for it. Now, the exact dates, you will not know that. We will not know the 2024 overall schedule until early next year in 2024, obviously. But the nice part is you can already start kind of making plans. If you want to make that trip to UCF and go to Orlando and maybe spend a week at Disney World leading up to that game, uh, you'll be able to at least start planning for that and then obviously lock in the date once you have the schedule in front of you. But uh, the bigger point to me, I really like how they made sure that the Holy War uh, for BYU and Utah is locked in. It'll be played on an annual basis. It's the same way for Arizona and Arizona State. I actually think those may be two of the preeminent uh, rivalries in the conference, even though they're just coming into the conference. Speaking of Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State next year. But there's not necessarily a lot of... uh, hotly contested rivals, uh, and I'm glad that those two are locked in. They'll obviously be facing each other on an annual basis, and uh, just the the whole idea of having BYU and Utah back on the docket, and it, it mattering for more than just bragging rights, where it actually could uh, mean something with regards to the conference race and the like, that's what I am all all in favor of. But I have a couple other thoughts on with regards uh, to what the Big 12 is trying to do in terms of the overall uh, strategy, in a way, looking forward uh, to the expanded college football playoff. Uh, I want to talk about that uh, here in just a moment. But before we do that, let's talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. We've been talking about Prize Picks for a few weeks now. The best part about Prize Picks, my friends, is they are the uh, they are the uh, excuse me the largest daily fantasy uh, sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, and more importantly, it's just you versus the numbers. Any of you who have played daily fantasy know how hard it is to compete against thousands of other people, including people who do it on a professional basis, going up against computer algorithms algorithms and the like. The best part about this with uh, prize picks is it's daily fantasy, but it's you versus the numbers. You pick two to six players and over under on the stats that are being projected by our friends at prize picks. And simple as that, if you you hit on them, you win the money. That's the best part about it. With basketball season on its way, we're talking about basketball here in just a little bit for BYU. You now pick combo projections across football and basketball from their specials league. A league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you got LeBron James and Travis Kelsey had a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions in their respective games. That's the fun part about this. You can start mixing and matching and doing what you feel is best in your doing what you feel is best in your best interest. Hopefully, you can win up to 25 times back the money uh, you bet on it. They even offer a reboot policy, so injuries stay in place even if one of your players get injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted. It's simple as that. It's the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So check it out now, my friends. You can go online to prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege and use the promo code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match of up to $100. dollars put 100 bucks in, get 100 bucks. It's simple as that. Locked on college at promo code at prizepicks.com slash lockedoncollege is the place to get started. Of course, get started today, my friends. It's all courtesy of your friends at Prize Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. 
Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at UCCU. We've been talking about them for well over a year now. The best part about UCCU, they've got the learn and earn feature as part of the UCCU mobile banking app. It pays your entire family to learn about money. All of us want to be smarter when it comes to our finances, and that's why they've broken down these financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games, including quizzes and trivia. And the best part is every time a family member completes a topic, you earn points that can be accrued and obviously redeemed for gift cards to places like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and many many more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family, from your kids to your teens to you, maybe even your grandparents. They've got all the options available to you now. Of course, the more you play, the more you learn, and of course, the more you learn, the more you earn. It's all available inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. So get on it today, my friends. It's all courtesy of Utah Community Credit Union and Learn and Earn, part of their Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being everydayers with us here on the podcast. Now, in the new era of uh, in 2024 and beyond, with the college football playoff expanding, the nice part is is that the way the schedules are being laid out, I think, in the Big 12, is trying to capture on the opportunity for any one of those schools, if they do, quote-unquote, catch fire, for them to make a run and obviously uh, capitalize on their opportunity to play for four at all. That's the thing about this. Uh, we, there have been enough people out there who've talked about the fact that the four-team playoff, okay, it was great when they actually had a, a formal uh, setup where teams actually had to settle it on the field if they wanted to win a national title. That's how it's in every other sport. And we were going with computer models and the like when it came uh, to college football. I'm appreciative of the fact that they've created a playoff. But now, when you expand that out to 12 beginning in 2024, the best part about it is, is you're going to have an opportunity for more teams to have belief this time of year, speaking of the month of November. We just saw the first uh, initial release of the college football playoff rankings and you've got eh, maybe 10 teams who have a realistic belief maybe even less than that about maybe making that top four and playing for the national title this year when you expand it to 12 that could go as to as many as like 30 teams when you start the month of november thinking okay if we make a run here in the month of November, we finish first or second in our league, we maybe play for the conference championship, we'll find ourselves in that playoff field. The other part about it is if a team does make a Cinderella run through the final month of the season, uh, scoots into the uh, their respective conference title game, in this case for BYU, the Big 12 title game, well, guess what? You win that, you're in the field, and you have your chance to continue your hot streak and see what you can do in the postseason. That is what the whole thing that I like about this is. And the schedules, the way they've kind of laid out, I feel like, for the Big 12, is yes, they're going to attract eyeballs, having the protected rivalries, leaving the Territorial Cup and the Holy War locked in among others. But the other point is that there are going to be a lot of regional games against high-level competition. BYU and Utah should be an annual thing that should be a fairly good game. The Arizona schools against the Utah schools, speaking of of the Utes and the Cougars, should be fun back-and-forth battles. You get Colorado in the mix as well from the mountain Intermountain West and having them in the mix. The nice part is, is you're going to have eyeballs on these teams because they should uh, produce high-level football if everything holds true. True. Now, what I mean by that is you got to have guys like Deion Sanders stay at Colorado. Kyle Whittingham, who knows how he's how long he's going to go at the University of Utah. Kalani Satake at BYU. Kenny Dillingham's got a rebuilding project at Arizona State, but they seem pretty frisky. And Arizona seems to be coming into their own under Jed Fish. I'm just using those five schools as kind of regional uh, look at this. Is that having those teams uh, beating up on each other, but also being very good football programs, brings added attention to the Big 12 Conference. Now, that's not to say that the other 
11 member schools can't do that. You could have UCF do that. You could have Cincinnati do that. You got West Virginia and on the east, eastern side of things or in the middle part of America, any of the Texas teams remaining. Texas Tech, Houston, Baylor, TCU, they've all got aspirations of being top dog in this conference. The nice part is... All 16 of these member schools looking forward should all have confidence saying, okay, if we finish first or second in the Big 12, there's a pretty decent chance we're going to be playing in the college football playoff and have an opportunity to really go in out there and, and quote-unquote shock the world and win a national championship. That's what I like about the way that they have set these schedules up. Is it, is it perfect? No. I don't think you'll ever get it to be perfect. But the nice part is they're going to make sure that every team and fan base gets a chance if they want to to travel to every away venue in the conference over the next four years. That, that is nice. But the nice part was it's not completely a jumbled mess. They were smart enough to say, you know what, let's keep schools that have affiliation or familiarity or uh, just geographical uh, closeness to one another. Let's have that as part of the calculus here. I talked about this on our Tuesday edition of the podcast, uh, having that conversation. Was it as regional as I thought it was going to be? No, because I actually would have been totally okay if BYU had Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State. Those three or essentially like protected rivalry status for BYU, where you knew you were going to play them every single year. And the nice part between Utah and BYU is on an annual basis, one of them goes to Tucson, the other one goes to Tempe, and you flip-flop it. That that would have been the perfect uh, world in my mind, but I understand that they had to obviously break it up maybe a little bit to get the chance for all these member schools to play each other in the four-year period. So... I like the way that they went about it. I think it's going to get attractive football games together. The nice part is, is you see a team cycle up and cycle down. Well, some games that may not necessarily look as great right now, let's say, for example, let's say a Houston versus Cincinnati matchup right now may not look great. But who's to say that in 2026, suddenly those are two top 25 teams if they use the transfer portal and NIL to uh, bolster their rosters, that suddenly that's got a lot more eyeballs on it than it would have right now where they're combined. Are they one and one in ten, I think, in conference play, whatever they are. So that's the that's the intrigue about what's going on with this Big 12 schedule. But the nice part, if you're a BYU fan, is you know you have Utah every single year. You're going to see Arizona and Arizona State on a regular basis. And then if you wanted, if you're one of the people out there, yours truly included, because this is kind of my aspiration over the next few years, if I can scrounge together enough funds, and obviously the podcast plays a role in that, I want to go see all the different road venues in the Big 12. I checked off Kansas off my list this year. I've been to Utah. I've never been to Arizona or Arizona State. So those are be ones I'll be looking forward to doing early on in the in the new expanded Big 12 era. But I've got aspirations of going to Kansas State. I want to go to Cincinnati. I want to go to UCF. I've been to UCF Stadium. I've been there when there wasn't a game and walked out to the 50-yard line because nobody else was around. But I want to see a game, as they call it, in the bounce house. That's the fun part about this new league is there's going to be that opportunity to do it, and I'll have an opportunity, hopefully, to do it as a working media member going to cover these respective games. So, uh, I, I appreciate what Brett Yormark and Big 12 attempted to do, and uh, I think that they have done a, a, as good a job as you probably could have hoped for uh, in ensuring that you're going to have attractive games between long-time and long-standing regional rivalries, but at the same time, making sure that every fan base in the conference will at least be able to enter... Uh, 
how, how do you say that, interact with one another on a on a, re- a fairly regular basis. Because trying to fit that in just over four years, that's not an easy thing to do. We saw the ACC announce seven years, and over seven years, it's finally going to work out the way that they have all their teams in. So to get them all on a regular basis is actually, I think, a very positive thing, and the hope is that it will yield uh, intriguing matchups and obviously uh, high-level play, which in turn will yield uh, better access and more attention from the college football playoff and college football fans in general. All right, we will finish up today's show with some notes on other BYU sports, including BYU basketball, uh, both BYU basketball programs, men's and women's, as well as BYU women's soccer. Uh, many of you might have seen it uh, last night. A great run uh, for all three of those teams. We'll talk about that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Let's get a quick word in on our friends over at FanDuel. Of course, all of us are having fun watching the NFL this season. If you want to make it even more fun, do it with our friends at FanDuel. Uh, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, my friends. Right now, new customers, you get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Simply put, you pick a team to win, they win, you get $150 added to your account. It's simple as that, my friends. It's $150 if your team wins. I'm a San Francisco 49ers fan. I'm hoping after this bye week this week that they'll get back to their winning ways. I can put that bet for 5 bucks on it and get $150 back. It's, it's really that simple. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action, everybody. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and many, many more. The best part about it is they even have daily specials. They'll be like, all right, here's the special for today if you want to capitalize on it. Get on it today, my friends. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style with our friends at FanDuel. Once again, $150 on a $5 winning money line bet. It's simple as that. It's all courtesy of your friends at FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Perry Homes is one of our great local sponsors here along the Wasatch Front. And whether you're looking for your first home or you're ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points all designed with you, the consumer, in mind. And they want to meet your needs. Uh, that's the best part about it. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties, as well as multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well. No matter where you want to live, they've got options for you guys. They even have quick moving homes available if you're ready to move right away instead of having to go through the home building process. They even offer generous financing incentives to their preferred lenders right now as well. So take advantage of it today and go to uh, perryhomesutah.com. By the way, it's P-E-R-R-Y, PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. One more time, PerryHomesUtah.com to check out what's going on with our friends at Perry Homes. And, of course, for 50 years, Utah has been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Hope you have a fantastic Thursday uh, whenever you hear this. Uh, I have not uh, gotten word back from Connor Pay quite yet on our winner uh, of, of tickets to BYU basketball taking on Houston Christian on Monday night in their season opener. Once I do, I'll be contacting the winner and getting you those tickets. But I've got another pair. Of, I've got a three-pack of tickets, excuse me, right now. If, you have, uh, if you're a family, uh, a husband uh, or a dad who's got two kids who, who you'd pick in between the two of them to go to a BYU basketball, Basketball game seems a little too difficult. I've got a three-pack of tickets with your name on it to that opener on Monday night against Houston Christian. If you'd like to enter to win that, uh, send us an email. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Once again, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. Express your interest, and I will pick a winner uh, running through our random number generator uh, coming up later today. And obviously, we'll announce the winner of our costume uh, contest giveaway that we did with Connor Pay on tomorrow's podcast as we wrap up the week here on the show. All right, so once again, if you want to win that... Locked on BYU at gmail.com. And by the way, 
all these tickets outside of two that I purchased with my own funds have been donated by your fellow listeners. We sent nine people, if I recall correctly, uh, to the exhibition opener against Life Pacific last night. So uh, hopefully all y'all that did win tickets uh, for that game enjoyed it. And obviously we'd love to send more of you out to these games. The good news is at least two tickets will always be up for grabs uh, on the podcast throughout this upcoming uh, basketball season. Like I said, I purchased a pair of tickets. They're not necessarily the most primo seats, but you will be in the Marriott Center, obviously being able to take in all the basketball action. Uh, this season if you're lucky enough uh, to win those. All right, uh, before we go, by the way, uh, we should talk about BYU basketball. They beat Life Pacific University 83-55 to last night. It was good to see Jackson Robinson have a good showing for BYU. His shot, by the way, looks uh, very much more refined. I don't. Uh, he probably did a lot of work, it sounds like, uh, in the offseason talking with uh, Mark Pope after the game. Uh, Spencer Johnson said in the postgame press conference, well, apparently we need to get the ball to Jackson Robinson more often, and Spencer Johnson needs to take the ball more often himself. He had 18 points, uh, five assists, and three rebounds in this game. He's a super senior, but uh, Spencer looks like he's in uh, some primo shape. He's been a fantastic player for BYU. I think those two players, speaking of Jackson Robinson and uh, Spencer Johnson, are going to be key factors for BYU's chances in the Big 12 in basketball this year. They're probably BYU's best perimeter defenders. They've got to be able to lock up the opposing team's best players, but more importantly, the hope is that both of them will continue to shoot the three uh, at a high clip because I feel like BYU's one thing they need to lean into this year is being a high-volume three-point shooting team that makes them in bunches. Now, last night's game was not perfect because they shot just 33%, 11 of 33 uh, from three. They ended up shooting just under 50% from the field, so that's positive, but you want to see them uh, shooting um, and making more threes. That's the thing about this is it feels like that's the one I guess, way or uh, strategy BYU can use to maybe outgun some of these Big 12 teams who are going to have more talent than them uh, top to bottom. But the nice part is I think Mark Pope, he talked about it last night, is they didn't run necessarily any sets in in the game. It was more they talked about we wanted to work on our transition and and different things we're doing to get this uh, team on the same page. But he also talked about the fact, he pointed out Ali Khalifa in particular. He talked about last year how they went into training camp thinking they're going to run and gun all season long. And there were times that they did that last year, but he pointed to the season opener. Many of you might recall it. It was a 53-52 to final, and they had, had to come back uh, from a deficit in the final minute. Spencer Johnson was huge in that game as they beat Idaho State in an absolute slog. Uh, and uh, Pope was talking about the fact that BYU found themselves, well, we want to run and gun, but we just got bogged down in that game. Well, he says that Ali Khalifa's ability to adapt to a slower-paced game, if need be, will make him an ideal uh, addition to this roster. Now, does that mean he can't play in the running gun system? No. He said he expressed confidence that Ali, the Egyptian magician, as they call him, Ali Khalifa, can thrive in any uh, set that BYU wants to run. But he said he likes the fact that Lee Khalifa can initiate the offense. He says they did not run anything through Khalifa in this game against Life Pacific. Obviously, you want to hold it off in terms of not having it on film uh, for Houston Christian. But I'd be excited. There, there's some positive signs for this BYU men's basketball team. Now, Dallin Hall, uh, he said that uh, the hope is that he can play Monday. We'll see. Dawson Baker is going to be out for a while. They, he, uh, Coach Pope was saying that Dawson told me he's good to go tomorrow, speaking of today. But the doctors were not necessarily in agreement with that. So it may be a little bit before you see Dawson Baker, the UC Irvine transfer, 
take the court for BYU, but uh, we'll see how they do. They've got a long and uh, home-heavy non-conference slate leading up to the start of the Big 12 season, but looking forward to seeing how BYU kind of adjusts and adapts uh, throughout this upcoming uh, slate of home games. They have, like I said, they have a lot of the home games. They only have one true road game going to the University of Utah on December 9th, Uh, so there's a big opportunity for BYU to put, uh, string together a number of wins in the non-conference schedule. They'll have a huge game uh, opening week that Friday night against San Diego State, the number 17 ranked Aztecs coming to Provo. Looking forward to that one because that's uh, one of the true tests of the non-conference slate for BYU. But they've got a big opportunity to show what they're capable of, and I'm looking forward uh, to seeing how they continue to adapt uh, throughout this non-conference slate. Now, other notes real quick uh, on other BYU sports is congratulations to BYU women's soccer. Uh, they crushed the UCF Knights 4-1. It was actually 4-0 at halftime. Uh, they have advanced now to the Big 12 final where they will take on the Texas Longhorns who got an upset of Texas Tech in the semifinals last night. So congratulations to the fighting Jennifer Rockwoods as I like to call them. Uh, 451 career wins uh, for Coach Rockwood and counting. Congratulations to her and obviously BYU uh, back at it looking to collect that Big 12 championship coming up this weekend uh, and we'll be rooting them on obviously. And then, Oh, I forgot to mention this earlier. Uh, BYU women's basketball, they had their lone exhibition game of the season, and they ran roughshod over Westminster, 92-48. to Just absolutely dominant showing for BYU. The first quarter alone, 33-2. to And it's not a typo. BYU scored 33 points to Westminster's two in that route. So congratulations uh, to the women's basketball program as well. So there you go. Uh, that's all I've got for you guys on this Thursday edition of the podcast. Uh, once again, if you want to win a pair of tickets, uh, excuse me, a three pack of tickets to go to that Houston Christian opener for the BYU men's basketball program, send me an email locked on BYU at gmail.com. We'll get you entered to win. And obviously we'll announce that winner. All right. We'll get back to the winner on tomorrow's podcast. So uh, once again, thank you for your support of the podcast. Thank you for making it your first listen today. Thank you to all of you who are every day is with us here on the podcast as well until tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day, my friends. And Hey, Just get excited. We have Big 12 schedules all set out for us for the next four years. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.